Welcome to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson. And I'm your co-host, Omari White. And we're excited to bring you insights from the decades of experience that we've both garnered in the financial services industry. And whether you're just starting out on your financial journey or looking to optimize your existing strategies, our goal is to clarify the world of finance and provide you with practical, actionable advice. And together, we'll explore a wide range of topics that will help you to navigate to your bright financial future. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and let's jump into today's episode. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm Brett Cranson. And I'm Omari White. And today we're going to take a deep dive into a crucial topic that's often overlooked in financial well-being. It's uh, insurance planning. That's right, Omari. We're talking life insurance, disability insurance, and critical insurance. But before we get into it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and give us a rating. All right. So let's kick things off, you know, and let's get into the why insurance and why is insurance a critical part of any sound wealth financial plan? You know, when people think about wealth and they think about growing their money, investing to get a higher value of their money, buying assets and hoping for appreciation, but they often don't think about insurance as the first thing that comes to mind, isn't it, Brett? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Omari. People often think about investing in stocks, real estate, or starting a business when it comes to wealth building. But the truth is, all of that crumbling down if you're not prepared for life's uncertainties. That's where insurance comes in. Yeah, I mean, it's like a foundation of a house. And if you're wanting to build a very strong financial picture and a very strong financial future, then you need a strong basis, a sturdy structure. And insurance is one of the pillars, the cornerstones of making any financial plan sturdy. Exactly. And think of life insurance as the foundation of your financial house. It's what keeps everything stable when life throws storms your way. Whether it's health insurance, an accident, or something else entirely, insurance ensures that you and your family are financially secure. I mean, it really is all about risk management. You know, when you when people think of risk, they think of, okay, I'm risking my investments, they might go down. And that is a form of risk. That's investment risk. But there is lifestyle and financial plan risk, outcomes that are not planned for that can have real effects on financial plans and families. So this is an all over risk management program, isn't it, Brett? Yeah, that's spot on, Omari. Risk management is all about the art and science of identifying potential risks and taking steps to mitigate them. In the context of personal finance, insurance is one of the most effective tools for managing risk. I'd say it makes sense, Brett. I mean, personal, corporate, it really, all planning really needs to have an element of protection and risk planning. And this is what insurance brings. I mean, there's so many types of insurance, isn't there? There's auto, travel insurance, home insurance, pet insurance. The list goes on and on. But are we going to be looking at all of these types today? Absolutely. No, we're not going to. We're going to focus on uh, three types of uh, personal insurance that everyone should consider. Life insurance, disability insurance, and critical insurance. These are the types that directly impact your financial well-being that you're fa- and that of your family. Got it. So these are the anchoring, that uh, solid structure, that safety net uh, for financial plans really caters to that. So we're speaking to those issues of having a solid financial plan using insurance as one of the key cornerstones. Precisely. They're the ones that can make or break your financial future. Without them, you're essentially walking a financial tightrope without a safety net. 
Yikes. And when you put it that way, it really brings it into a stark view as to how critical insurance is in any financial plan, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. And then today's, we're going to break down each of these types of insurance, discuss what they cover and help our listeners understand how they fit into a comprehensive financial plan. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to it. All right, folks, buckle up as we navigate through the interstices world of insurance planning. All right. Well, let's dive into it, right? Our first type of insurance that we're going to take a focused look at is uh, life insurance. And now, Brett, I've heard people say that life insurance is almost like a love letter that you leave to your family upon your passing. Um, what's your take on that? Ha, huh, Omari, I love that analogy. Life insurance is indeed a way to show your loved ones that you've thought about them, their well-being, even when you're no longer around. It's a financial promise that says, I got you covered. Yeah, what a beautiful way to put it, right? I mean, it's exactly what life insurance is. It's so critical and so crucial overall family planning. Um, it really is. Uh, and it's a core life insurance, a contract between you and a life and insurance company. You pay premiums in return. The insurance can provide a lump sum payment known as a death benefit to your beneficiaries when you pass away. Is this death benefit tax free? Yeah, that's one of the best advantages of a life insurance policy. The death benefit is generally tax-free, which means it can go a long way in helping your family maintain their standard of living, pay off your debt, or even fund future needs like tuition. Are there various types of life insurance, Brett? Absolutely. There are three main types of insurance, term life, whole life, and universal life. Term life is simplest and usually the cheapest. It covers you for a specific period, like a 10 or 20 or 30 years. Whole life and universal life are more complex and offer more lifelong coverage, like along with an investment component. Ah, oh. and so like, how does one figure out which type to go for? Or what type that best suits an individual? A great question. Term insurance is often suitable for younger individuals or families on a budget. It provides substantial coverage at a lower premium. Whole and universal life are better suited for those looking for a combination of insurance and investments and who are comfortable with higher premiums. Okay, got it, got it. And how does life insurance fit into the broader wealth financial plans? Life insurance is essentially for anyone who has a financial dependence. If you were to pass away unexpectedly, the policy would act as a financial cushion, helping your family cover immediate expenses like funeral costs, as well as long-term needs like your mortgage payment or college tuition. Sounds like that really is, it's a peace of mind type of a contract, a peace of mind type of a protection. I once heard it described that life insurance is good for anyone who loves someone or anyone who owes someone. So if you have obligations or if you have loved ones, life insurance is probably applicable to you. Absolutely. There are so many common misconceptions, like some people think it's too expensive or they're too young to need it. Ah, oh, the too young, the invincibility myth. And I remember it when we were much younger, right? But it won't happen to me type of thinking. So why would I bother having it? Exactly. But the younger and healthier you are, the cheaper your premiums will be. It's all about planning ahead and securing that financial safety net when it's most cost effective. Yeah, it makes perfect total sense. And um, is there anything else that our listeners should know about life insurance, Brett? Yes, for sure. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Your needs will change as you go through different life stages. So it's essential to review your coverage regularly and make adjustments as needed. Yeah, those 
those are fantastic insights, Brett. And I think our listeners now should have a solid understanding of the basics of life insurance and really very good understanding of why it is such a key cornerstone of a solid financial plan. Yeah. And also remember that life insurance isn't for people who die. It's for the people who live. Absolutely. And that point can't be overemphasized. All right. Well, now that we've covered life insurance and, you know, talking about taking care of our loved ones when we're gone, if you owe somebody or if you love someone, the benefit is to the survivors, not to yourself. But what about taking care of yourself? If there's a challenge, if you have something has happened in life and you're not able to actually work, how does one deal with that? This brings us to our next topic, which is disability insurance. Brett, Break down disability insurance for us, please. Ah, you're spot on, Omari. Well, life insurance is about providing your family after you're gone. Disability insurance is providing you and your family if you're unable to work due to injury or illness. It's income protection, plain and simple. So like a financial cushion then, it sort of helps you to maintain, you know, your bills and and your standard of living, your lifestyle in an event that you cannot work. Exactly. Imagine you're a surgeon and you injure your hand in a car accident. You might be unable to perform surgery for months, maybe even years. Disability insurance would replace a portion of your income during that time. A lifesaver, literally and financially. But are there different types of disability insurance coverages? Yeah, there's mainly two types, short-term and long-term disability insurance. Short-term usually covers you for a few months and kicks in almost immediately after you're unable to work. Long-term can cover you for several years, but usually has a waiting period before benefits start. Okay, so we think of short-term as like immediate relief and long-term as like a, an income plan that allows you to sustain your lifestyle and financial support system over a long period of time. Precisely. And the types you choose or even choosing both depends on your financial situation or job and your savings. Some people have enough savings to cover that waiting period for long-term disability and opt only for that. Others might need immediate support for short-term disability insurance. Yeah, no, that makes sense. makes perfect sense. But um, how does the disability insurance protection really, how does it fit into the broader context of a wealth uh, financial plan? Disability insurance is a must-have in any financial plan because your ability to earn income is your most valuable asset. If you lose that, everything else, your savings, investments, even your home could be at risk. Wow. Wow. And when you put it that way, that it is your first and most valuable asset, it really is a no-brainer. Absolutely. But there are some common misconceptions. Some people think that they're covered adequately through their employer or that disabilities won't happen to them. Uh, And again, the invincibility, it won't happen to me kind of planning approach or lack of planning approach, we should say. This mindset is troubling when you are looking to form real financial wealth plans. Exactly. And while many employers do offer some disability coverage, it's often not enough. Plus, if you leave that job, you usually lose that coverage. Good point, right? I mean, it's essential to own a private policy so that you're not anchored to coverage based on your employer. I mean, in, we have seen in, in our respective worlds, Brett, how easily our clients might change employers or change opportunities and uh, you can ill afford to have your coverage be dependent on where you work or who you work for. Yes, and also having your own policy ensures that you're covered no matter where you work. 
and you can tailor it to fit your specific needs. Yeah, no, exactly. Those are excellent insights, right? So disability insurance is something that is overlooked, but it really is one of the foundational principles of having a strong, well-thought-out wealth and financial plan. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's all about being prepared for the unexpected and ensuring that a physical setback doesn't turn into a financial disaster. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So we've tackled life and we've tackled disability insurance and both are super important. Now we're going to talk about something that is more specialized, but no less important. It's crucial for any strong financial plan to have critical illness insurance. Brett, give us the 411 on this. Ah, critical illness insurance. One of my favorites because it's the unsung hero of financial planning. This type of insurance provides a lump sum payment if you're diagnosed with a specific serious illness. We're talking about things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, and other life-altering conditions. So this is like a financial boot, like a bootstrap, like somehow you get a boost when you most need it. You have something that happens immediately, and then you have an immediate source of financing coming through this protection plan. Exactly. When you're dealing with a critical illness, the last thing you want to worry about is money. This insurance helps you focus on recovery by taking care of the financial aspect. Yeah, and that has to be a huge relief, right? Now, it's it does this. What kind of coverage, what kind of costs do critical illness coverage uh, cover? Well, how, how does this, what can you use this kind of a financial boost to pay for? Good question. Well, it can certainly cover medical expenses. The beauty of critical illness insurance is its flexibility. You can use the lump sum payment for anything you need, whether it's to cover treatment costs, pay off mortgages, or even take a uh, holiday. Yeah, wow. I mean, this is flexible and highly versatile, and you can actually apply it to any part of financial life. But is it much different than health insurance, Brett? Yeah, health insurance typically covers medical expenses like doctor visits hospital stays, and medications. Critical insurance, on the other hand, gives you a lump sum payment to do whatever you want with if you're more like financial support than medical coverages. Got it. Got it. So then how does critical illness protection fit into the broader financial and wealth plan? Uh, Critical insurance is like an extra layer of financial protection. It's essentially useful if you have a family history of certain illnesses or if you're in a high stress occupation that makes you more sustainable to these conditions. It's like a financial buffer that can cover anything from medical expenses to everyday living costs. Yeah, so really as another layer of financial security and another layer of financial uh, protection, this is clearly enhancement in any wealth plan. Absolutely. And like other types of insurance, it's critical to tailor your coverage to your specific needs and risks. Okay. Any misconceptions that people might have out there about this type of insurance? Oh, there's plenty. But one big one is that people often confuse it with health insurance or think it's an add-on to life insurance. Well, you can sometimes bundle it with other policies. It's a standalone product that serves a unique purpose. Okay. Well, that certainly clears up uh, a lot of things. And Anything else our listeners should know about this type of coverage, Brett? Uh, Of course. Just like all insurance, the cost of premiums can vary based on your age, health, and lifestyle. So it's essential to shop around. Find a policy that offers the coverage that you need at a price you can afford. Right, right. Fantastic, right. Fantastic. Thanks for demystifying the complex world of financial protection and really 
the various uh, layers of insurance planning. Critical illness is clearly an important part of a protection portfolio. And really, if you're going to build a very complex and very comprehensive financial plan, critical illness has to be an aspect of it. Right. And remember, the best time to plan for the unexpected is when things are going well. Don't wait for a crisis to realize you're unprotected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they always say you want to make changes when things are not bad, right? Like you want to address your issues when it's not a crisis. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. Life insurance, disability insurance, critical illness insurance, and all of these options and how they apply. But how does one choose the right insurance for themselves, right? How does one enlighten us how the individual gets to have their, to figure out what their personal protection portfolio should look like? Great question, Omari. Choosing the right insurance is a bit like assembling a puzzle. Each piece serves a different purpose, and you need to find the ones that fit your life and financial goals. All right. All right. So it's not a one-size-fits-all type solution, then, is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Your insurance needs will depend on various factors like your age, health, financial situation, and whether you have dependents. Ah, well, let's break it down then. Let's break it down by cohort. Like, uh, tell me how someone who is in their 20s should think about uh, protection and their protection portfolio. Ah, the invincible years. This age group thinks they can get away with everything. But seriously, if you're young and healthy, it's the best time to lock in your low premiums, especially for life and disability insurance. If you have a student loan or other debts, insurance can also protect your co-signers from financial burden. And then what about the folks a little bit more advanced in their 30s and 40s? How should they think about uh, their protection portfolio? Well, this is often the time when people are, have growing financial responsibilities, maybe a mortgage, young kids, even aging parents. Life insurance becomes crucial here, and you might want to consider upping your disability insurance coverage for as your income continues to grow. All right. And then let's not forget about our, our cohort, you know, just the, the 50 and 50 plus crowd. How should they think about this? Oh, Mari, we're not there yet. But at this stage, you might be looking at retirement planning and estate preservation. Whole or universal life insurance can be a useful for leaving a financial legacy. Critical insurance also becomes relevant since health risks generally become increasing with age. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great breakdown. Very practical and uh, easy to apply. But people consult a financial advisor in these matters, Brett? Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. An experienced financial advisor can assess your unique situation and help tailor an insurance strategy that aligns with your financial goals. And so, I mean, like, how do you shop the world of insurance, though? Like, is there such a thing? Can you shop insurance? Oh, absolutely. Different insurers offer different rates and coverage options. So it's always a good idea to get multiple quotes and read the fine print carefully. This is where a financial advisor can come in as they can actually shop the market for you and do all the work that you need and find the best solution for your needs. Any red flags that uh, we should think about or be aware of as we go through this? Yeah, I'd be wary of policies that seem too cheap or promise too much. If it's too good to be true, it possibly is. Also, make sure to check the insurer's reputation and financial stability. Yeah, no, those are excellent tips, Brett. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, choosing the right insurance clearly requires a lot of work, a lot of homework, a lot of information gathering, and then really applying it to really what is your most urgent needs and really what is going to provide that peace of mind in that planning for you and your family. Absolutely, Omari. And also remember, insurance isn't a set it and forget it thing. 
As your life changes, you get married, you have kids, you get a new job, you'll need to revisit and possibly adjust your coverage. Yeah, wise words. So folks, don't wait. Don't wing it and don't wait, right? Informed decisions require information and then really discerning that information. How is it going to apply to you and how is it going to make the big, have the biggest impact for your wealth plans? Choosing the right insurance is a key part of you having strong wealth plans. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Your future self will thank you for this. Wow, Brett, well, we've covered a ton of ground today, right? From life insurance, to disability, to critical illness. And there's been a whirlwind of invaluable information here today. Yeah, it really has. And I hope our listeners now understand that insurance isn't just a piece of paper or a monthly premium. It's a promise, a safeguard for your financial future and peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's like saying insurance is a safety net that will allow you to withstand and manage and adjust to curveballs and changes in life, whatever comes your way. Yeah, let's face it. Life is full of curveballs. Whether it's unexpected illness, an accident, or even a loss of a loved one, these are all events that can have a profound impact on your financial well-being. It's so true. And the key takeaway here is planning to have those protection plans in place before the unforeseen happens. Because really, at the end of the day, there's no, the plans can't work if they're not in place. So act quickly or act timely and be discerning, understanding that invincibility is not a plan. And that if you're making plans to see your financial future through, that you should think of contingent plans and what-ifs. Exactly. And life insurance is all about planning for the what-ifs so that you can focus on the what's next. It's about empowering you to live your life to the fullest, knowing that you've got a financial safety net in place. Well said, Brett. Well said, right? And for those of you wondering how to start, remember, consult a financial advisor. Gather your information. Discern what are your priorities. What could happen if you're unable to work? What could happen if, God forbid, you might you die prematurely? How would those what would happen in those events? Think about how that works and make plans that would suit your design. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And hey, if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and share our podcast. Your support helps us keep delivering the content you love. Absolutely. So until next time, this is Amari White. And I'm Brett Cranston. Here's to your prosperous future. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and feel more equipped to take charge of your financial journey. Indeed, Brett. And remember, every step forward counts, no matter how small. So if you found this episode to be of value, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, share it with your friends, and leave us a review. We're also eager to hear your thoughts, questions, and what financial topics you're interested in for future episodes. Reach out to us on social media. You can find our links in the show notes. Because we look forward to navigating your future financial waters one episode at a time. So until next time, remember, knowledge is the greatest wealth. So keep investing in yourself. Until next time.